0: More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's Sunday, January 24th. Big football day, so get excited. I can't believe how into football I am this season. This must be a a COVID-related issue. It's the big television. Uh, If you've got a financial question, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Don't forget to tell us if you would like to join us on the program. That is so easy, and it makes it a better experience it really does for both of us and for the listeners do it for the audience we're all on the same team here anyway email us your question it's ask jill at jillonmoney.com or if you're on our website at jillonmoney.com you can click the contact button let us know if you would like to join us on the air mark will do the rest okay that's what mike did he is on the line from tennessee hey mike how can we help you out today
1: yes um i have a retirement question um I'm currently 49 years old, my wife is as well, we don't have any children, and I was on track to try to early retire, and I was trying to do so uh, fairly comfortably, Um, but recently I went and had what's called a coronary calcium score, which Mm. basically is a rough indicator of how much plaque you have in your coronary arteries. Uh, I did this because my dad died of a heart attack when he was 59 years old. Right. That's why I've been on track to try to early retire because I didn't wanna, you know, go down that path. Uh so the calcium score did not come back very good for my age group. Uh bottom eight percentile um as far as uh, predictability of coronary calcium. So uh so that's not good. That puts me in a high risk group. So uh considering maybe making some lifestyle changes earlier than I was going to in the ways of retirement. I did make the lifestyle changes in the way of diet and exercise and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Recently, so I just uh, uh, want to give you my current situation and uh, see uh, see what your thoughts are on you know retiring you know within the next year as opposed to the next three to four years. Okay, the original plan.
0: So. so let me just ask you a question. So you're 49 now. You are asymptomatic except for this bad this bad report. You are feeling well today, correct?
1: Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, my blood pressure's always been normal. I've always exercised my whole life. I do eat too much, so I'm a little bit overweight, so I'm working on that. Uh, no smoking, any of that, no, and totally asymptomatic.
0: Okay, good. Well. well, that's the most important thing. So let's see, figure out how we can get you retired at uh, by age 50, for goodness sakes. So tell yep. me more about yourself. How much money have you and your wife saved?
1: Uh, currently, we have $1.9 Fantastic.
0: Um, Congratulations. Well done.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And uh, so that's, that's where we're at there. 600000 is in uh, tax-deferred accounts, and uh, there $1.3 is in taxable accounts. Okay. Um, and uh, I own uh, a couple homes, uh, one here in Tennessee. Uh, we also own one in Florida. Um, we have no debt, so we don't owe any money on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have a uh, commercial piece of property they get a triple net lease on for at least the next five to ten years. It's open-ended depending on when the you know, uh, current uh, tenants decide not to lease it anymore. So mm-hmm. I get 5000 a month for that. Um, and uh, that's uh, the, the one big variable which I don't know about. Uh, we have worked out a uh, uh, retirement budget, um, including taxes, of about 120 thousand a year. We thought we could re- retire comfortably, very comfortably, and um, so the thought was to sell the house here in Tennessee, move to Florida, our Florida home, um, mm-hmm. take the value of the house in Tennessee, and, and put it into our portfolio.
0: How much for, would that be?
1: Uh, Roughly uh seven hundred thousand, uh probably a six hundred net of uh of fees and, and taxes for selling the home. So okay. six hundred
0: thousand. That's great. That's yeah. great. And and the pla when you said your retirement need of one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, does that presume you owned both houses or that you were just living in Florida? Just living in Florida. Okay, got it. Okay. So so now we're talking instead of one point nine, you're talking about two and a half million bucks that looks like is sort of your your nest egg, correct? That is correct. Other than the commercial property, is there any other income that you can re- count on in your retirement?
1: Uh, no. Other than the commercial property, um, I do have a profession that I could work part-time if I choose to, and mm-hmm. I may choose to after I've, you know, had a year of downtime or something like that. Right. So, so I do have that option that I can work Pretty much uh, uh, at will and uh, any place I want to, so that's that's a that's a bonus. But uh, other than Social Security, there won't be any any sort of other income.
0: I mean, of course, we've got to think about this in terms of you know for sort of pre Social Security and post Social Security. So it's strange to talk to someone at age fifty. You know, I, I I applaud that you're doing all this planning, but you know, because you're so healthy as we speak, and I'm hearing you tell your story, it's strange to think about retirement. I'm going to guess, and I don't know this at all, but I'm going to guess that once you get to Florida, you'll do something. But I'm not going to presume that you will. I'm just saying I'm going to guess you will. Because it's hard to, at 50, just be like, I'm done. You know, you'll end up doing something, I guess. Uh, What do you do now that helped you save all this money?
1: basically as a business owner mm-hmm. and i uh, sold the business uh, about a year and a half ago i still work there i still sold it to a corporate buyer so i still am employed by them and mm-hmm. i still work in the business so I, I i sold the business but prior to that we had you know there were of course the uh deferred uh retirement accounts mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. and poured a lot back into the business with this being the end goal so right that's what I did.
0: So, you know it's interesting so it's funny you have like you have a flip-flop situation that serves you incredibly well. And what I mean by that is that most people who you'll hear me talk to will have much more money set aside in retirement accounts than non-retirement accounts. You're flipped. You're the other way. You're going to end up having $1.9 million in taxable accounts and then the 600 grand in retirement accounts. And that is what is the important secret sauce of making this work. And I think you are going to be able to make it work because what's going to happen is, out of that 1.9 million you're going to use that money to essentially offset the the money that you need in retirement right so you'll have say 60 grand from your commercial property and then you're going to need like you said another 60 grand or so right from from that por- from your taxable account which you can pull The one thing that's going to make or break this plan is your ability to really stick to that 120 grand a year. Because if in one year you're like, well, you know what, I'm still healthy and I just want to go around the world and spend 200 grand this year instead of 120, that could really screw you over. I think based on the numbers, if I do a quick back of the envelope calculation, I think you're going to be okay. It works better if you certainly make some money. You're right on the edge here just because of the fact that you're so young. And so while, you know, if you said to me, oh, I know exactly the date I'm going to die. Now do the planning. That's easy for me. But I'm hopeful that you're going to live decades into the future. And so we cannot presume that you're, you can blow through all of your money. And also you've got a wife who I think it sounds like doesn't necessarily have the same health issues and is also young. So we have to make sure this two and a half million bucks lasts. And the way you do that is to really keep a tight grip on the retirement need, the expenses side of it. And if possible, a little bit, even just, I mean, honestly, even if it were like a couple grand a month or a $1,000 a month, anything that you can earn that would help you reduce the amount of money you pull from that taxable account is going to help you long term. But I think it sounds like you're actually pretty much on on target here. I guess the only unknown is the commercial property part of it. But you know, if if it's creating a cash flow of five grand a month, chances are it's worth something too. How much do you think that your share of this commercial property is worth?
1: The rent is much more than the value of the property, and probably in the neighborhood of two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand. Okay, and was, certainly we could sell that at the end of the uh, lease, or we will be selling that at the end of the lease.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, look again. I think the game plan sounds pretty good. You cannot take too much money out early on. That's going to be your critical issue. You're going to have to be very careful about not blowing through that taxable account too quickly. But otherwise, I think it sounds like a very good plan. And, you know, like I said, if uh, you and your wife make a few shekels on the side, that's good news because it's money you don't have to pull from the portfolio. How does it sound to you? You feeling okay about it?
1: Yeah, I feel okay. It's just a little tentative because I, you know, I, I do like to have a little bit of a cushion there, which is why I was planning on working 53 and 54. But uh, if I do that for another couple of years, because it was a high-stress job, if I do that a couple of years, then I then, uh, may not have to worry about the retirement account.
0: It's a very funny thing. You can really reduce your retirement stress simply by dying. It's really, But that doesn't yeah, sound yeah. like a good outcome, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't so... it to me either. Look, I think if you can... Uh, even if you did something completely different you know if you if you pull back and you don't have to have something stressful i wouldn't shut the door on working i i would i understand your whole point being which is if if it's going to be stressful you might as well stay where you are and we really don't want that stress for you Mark points out that this was a rare instance where I actually agreed with somebody who wanted to retire early. Okay? So it's I'm not a, I'm I'm not just giving universal advice that's the same for everyone. It really does depend on you. And if you would like customized advice that is hopefully easy to follow and straightforward, send us an email, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Now, uh, you might be talking to some friends. You might be out and about. It's the Sunday weekend. I know it's cold in parts of the country, but you might be doing stuff. And I really just want to remind everyone to be careful. It's so scary out there. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. Maintain your physical distancing. And please try to lift someone up today. It will make them feel better. It will make you feel better. And isn't that great? Lots of good feelings out there. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Go Bills.